Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Monday morning. So the first two games of the preseason, Ned took the over, I took the under. Ned was wrong-o. Well, then going into the final preseason game against the Vikings, Ned said, I'm not betting anymore, I'm done. Well, you should have bet, sir, because it was way over. (laughs) what, What you didn't understand was I said, I'm done, it is over. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, you are just, judging the way just, I talk. I, hey, I'm not going to question you. I'm not going to question you. I can't because I'm scared of you. So, uh, but yes. Um, and, and, and really, the difference was the attack. I mean, um, the, you didn't see the same level of attack that the offense have had in the first two preseason games. And then uh, in the Vikings game, it, they just came out and it was like, Boom, boom. Okay, cool. We're done. That's exactly how they treated the game. And that's how Andy Reid, or what he wanted to see, was he got what he needed to see out of the offensive line. The offense, as far as Mahomes is concerned, you know what they're going to do. So the offensive line was the key. They they did everything. I noticed that uh, Orlando Brown was interviewed. He seemed like a really personable guy. But the fact of the matter remains that uh, they played well. So, hey. Why chance anything get him out of there? The score is deceptively close, 28-25. The Chiefs really, the, the Vikings team is not very good. Not very good at all. I'm really anxious to see what the Chiefs and the Browns do 14 days. <laughs> it's going to be one hell of a season opener. I cannot wait to be there, and that'll be the next Ned Talk. Uh, and you guys will start at 1 that afternoon Correct. on a Sunday, so I'll probably have to call you in. And uh, from Arrowhead, and give you a little uh, update of what it feels like. You and uh, our buddy Jake. Oh yeah, cool. Well, we'll have to find each other. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but uh, the serious business is that the Chiefs have cut twenty-seven players. Um, there was a little bit of a battle going on at the uh, backup QB. I mean, I know we're going to have Chad Henney, but did they keep Shane Bichelle? Don't know yet. I suspect that they will not. Andy Reid doesn't have the penchant for keeping three quarterbacks. However, you have to understand now, this is a fluid 53-man roster. Uh, 46 players can dress out, of course, and then you have what are called the practice players or the ones who are eligible to come up and dress out just in case there's an injury. I say fluid because, Mike, there are ways of putting players on waivers and then recalling them again. That's, I think, what's going to happen to Bouchelle because I think they want him around just in case anything happens. Young guy, has a great pedigree. Shane can play, played for Texas and Southern Methodist. He has and, and had good years, not great teams, but good years. And he can certainly fulfill a role on that team. So he's one of them. They'll do that with several players. Just keep them around, bouncing, put them on way. Oh, you're back on the team again. That's It's it's very fluid what they do. You're right on the money. That thing changes all the time. So even though you've got some guys that don't have a job, they could be getting a phone call here in about four weeks saying, hey, you still got your red and gold jersey? Put that back on. We'd love to see you. Um, so we did have some college football action over the weekend before the big weekend this weekend comes up. Did you see any surprises? There are only two really key games that I wanted to see. I wanted to see what Chip Kelly and UCLA did. They are supposedly have revamped their program. They better because he's on the hot seat out there, and I have a friend who's on the coaching staff, and they murdered Hawaii. It wasn't even even close. That should not have been a matchup. Hawaii's Mountain West, D1, but uh, they weren't a match for UCLA. UCLA looked pretty good. 
team I'd really want to see was Nebraska. But because they are in a situation in which they have to rebuild, they've had just a number, almost 20 years now, of down mm. football. They used to be a heavy hitter, but oh. you really haven't heard of a whole lot. One of the top lot. teams in America under Dr. Osborne, and they have not really succeeded since. Well, now they have one of their own or half of the last four years, Scott Frost, a former quarterback, who is uh, guiding the team, and he is well under 500 with his record. Came out against Illinois, Big Ten Conference opener in Champaign-Urbana, Brett Bielema, the new coach at Illinois, has a fair team. They're not all that good. Nebraska, my goodness, the mistakes they made. Their O-line was practically invisible. Their quarterback, Adrian Martinez, under siege the entire game. I was really disappointed in what the Huskers did. 30-22 to uh, 22 was the final score. Illinois won it. I think Nebraska has a long way to go, and Looks maybe like they may have another house cleaning. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the guards change. One thing we just can't wait to change <laughs> is uh, Alabama to stop uh, winning everything. <laughs> um, as far as winning stuff, who won the uh, NASCAR race this weekend? NASCAR race was a, a really interesting competition because it's the second straight week that this guy has won, Ryan Blaney. And this was on Saturday night down at Daytona. It's the Coke Zero 400. It's the old Firecracker 400 that they used to run on the 4th of July and changed to this year to put a road race on the 4th. Much of the change came about because of the Olympics and things like that. But this is the race they ran under the lights. Wrecks all over the place. And in overtime, Ryan Blaney wins for the second consecutive week. Very interesting challenge for him. Right place, right time. Time to switch some gears. Let's talk baseball. Cardinals really had a pretty easy series ahead of them. But uh, as of late, the Cardinals have pretty much been their own worst enemy, haven't they been? And they were yesterday. This is a series against Pittsburgh Pirates. uh, uh, This is a team, Mike, that's almost 40 games under 500. they They're not very good at all, but they're pesky. They get in the way. The Cardinals really should have taken all four games. They had chances to win all four. Did win two of them. A split really doesn't do them any good. They're just treading water. Anyway, yesterday they had the game won. Had it won. 3-1, to one, last ninth inning. Here comes your closer in. This is Alex Reyes. And what does he do? He commits the ultimate, in my opinion, the ultimate sin by walking two batters. Got one out, one strikeout, then walked two batters. And here comes this kid, Yoshi Tezuzoko. Okay, nobody, nobody's familiar with this guy. He was a big-time home run hitter in Japan. Came over here to this country this year. Started with the Tampa Bay Rays, actually last year. He was with the Rays last year for a while and hasn't done a thing. They put him on waivers in May. The Dodgers picked him up. He didn't do anything with the Dodgers. They sent him down to Oklahoma City. Now, keep in mind, this is a a 28-year-older from Japan in this country, probably for the first time, and he's being shipped all over the place. Goes down to Oklahoma City. That's the Dodgers AAA Farm Club. Double A farm clubs, Tulsa Drillers. Yep, yep. Uh, anyway, the uh, he, and he does. He begins to get his stroke back. Pittsburgh Pirates see him just on a lark. One of the scouts out. Hey, I like this kid. They signed him, and he's been with the Pirates now for about three weeks. And all he wants to see is the Cardinals because he's hit four home runs against <laughs> them. Last la- yesterday afternoon, two on, one out. What's he do? He takes Alex Reyes not only into the stands, over the stands, out of the ballpark. Three-run walk-off homer in Pittsburgh wins at 4-3, and that is a game that that's, I won't say it's a dagger because we're still 
We still have the time to go in the season, but that really hurts. The oh, I can hear hammer on nails right now, sir. That's just the way it is. It sucks, but you know what? Hey, it uh, gives you something to think about for next season uh, as far as what the hell they're going to do as far as leadership is concerned. Do you think they're going to make any changes there, or we're going to be the same old uh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss kind of thing? You know, that's a very good question you bring up. I do not know. I don't know what the inner workings are, but I do know that I, as a reporter and quasi-fan, I want to see the teams win and all that. I am so tired of going to the bullpen every single game, no matter what. Well, here comes your bullpen in the sixth inning, seventh inning, changing pitcher, 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 new pitcher. That's drive. But that's a personal viewpoint. Uh, whether or not that the Cardinals front office says there has to be changes, I don't know. As a uh, amateur reporter and an actual fan of the Cardinals, I'm right there with you, sir. I'm tired of seeing it, and I see the same thing. So, the guys pitching a good game, leave them in. I don't understand it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But that's just the beginning of the whole argument. But we'll see what happens. You never know. Um, Royals, though, as we've mentioned, especially in the last few weeks, have. Had one hell of a into their season, kind of like the way they started it, super hot. They have played well. They have played well, and I think that bodes very well for the future, in my opinion. Now, they went out to Seattle to play the Mariners, and the Mariners are pretty good. Uh, Seattle beat them yesterday, beat the Royals 4-3. to three. And don't look now, but Seattle is in the playoff hunt. Now, this is a team that's faltered in recent years, but they, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Oakland A's, are all in a battle for that wild card position, and... I'd kind of like to see Seattle in there because they've had some down years and playing well this year with young talent. I know that Joe is probably biting his fingernails <laughs> right now about that wild card race, but that is going to be one hell of a watch. I think the Yankees are in. I, yeah, yeah, I think they'll be all right. But still, it's uh, it's become very interesting. And uh, those of us here that uh, bleed red for the Cardinals <laughs> are just... Uh, I guess it, it's now it's time to start watching cheese football. Next year, you know, the National League Central Division plays the American League mm-hmm. East, Cardinals and Yankees. Yes, year. sir, and he's probably going to that game. Um, so we did have the Little League World, World Series recently, and Michigan wins this, which is pretty cool, but it was very unusual. It's hugely unusual to the point where this is the first time it's ever happened. Team from Michigan, Taylor, Michigan, to be specific, played the team from Hamilton, Ohio, and beat them 5-2 to two for the Little League Championship. What made this a first time ever was that these teams had played before. That has never happened at Little League Baseball because it's a one-and-done. In your regionals, in your sub-regionals, in your lower regionals, you lose. Sayonara, you're out of there. This time, this year, was a little bit different. They got to the main regional competition, all of the international teams were out this year, did not play because of the pandemic. So Little League Baseball had to scramble a little bit and say, what are we going to do? Well, we'll have it in all domestic. Well, we won't have enough teams. Oh, yes, you will, because we'll make the runners-up in the region also invited into the tournament to make it the full length it's supposed to be. Well, it just so happened that Taylor, Michigan, and Hamilton, Ohio, played in the Great Lakes region, and the Michigan team won that one. But, hey, not to worry, because the runner-up team from Ohio also went, and I'll be darned if they didn't play for the championship. Man. Michigan wins it again. Never happened before. That's a uh, tough division to play in if you're a little (laughs) leaguer. I can't imagine what they're feeding those boys up there. Really, really my good players. Yeah. Good young players. Yeah, definitely on the radar for sure. I'm sure there were a lot of scouts watching that stuff for sure. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.